0: all right welcome back welcome to no fucking ziti we're your hosts brendan brendan and evan evan and brendan <laughs> this is episode s 2 e one. S s2e2 yeah
1: <laughs> s2e02 and we'll come up with a title at some point <laughs> yeah
0: yeah this is definitely well the the sopranos episode title is do not resuscitate yes and I'm sure you guys would like to not resuscitate us <laughs> right, right about now. Uh, if we do happen to go
1: into a coma, you're more than welcome to just not resuscitate us. That's yeah, fine. Just or resuscitate unplug.
0: us with like the agreement that we won't do any more podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like so we're
1: here today. Just this is the last episode of No Fucking ZD, um, and we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: are the uh, are the interns in the formation with the poison Kool Aid? Yes,
1: they're ready okay. to go. Um, we still have these white sneakers on and the weird jumpsuits that we're wearing. and yeah. so I'm getting into my bunk, drinking that Kool Aid, and that's it. That's it. That's going to be it. Yeah. Go Do not
0: resuscitate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't resuscitate us. Okay. Anyways. All right. Well. Anyway, I think we can get Donald Trump to come on this show and kill himself? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just tell him that we're going to do it too. Yeah, exactly. That, Look, yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> no, you first. <laughs> yeah, that been us for hours. With like you guys. Trump. Okay, so do not resuscitate. Mm-hmm. We get right into it. The opening credits in this sh- this episode are really, really amazing. So good. So good. Yeah. Um. Just kidding. Uh. Well, Break good, it down, but they're the same. Break it down. Um. <laughs> The opening cards are definitely suavely. They're suavely. Yeah. Uh, Tony goes to visit Junior. That's like yes. that's the first thing that we get. It's the first Junior sighting of the season. I really like that maneuver. It's very well thought out how we don't really... I mean, we've seen we see him in the montage. We see him in the montage, but we don't hear from him. Right. Um, we hear a lot from him in this episode. Yeah. But um, I love that idea of saving him for the... Like, not, not kind of going at it all at once. Right. The last episode really focused on Janice and a little bit about Pussy... Mm-hmm. And now we're really getting like the full Junior dose right yeah. off the bat in episode yeah. two.
1: We kind of get a good understanding of what their arrangement is now. Uh, you know, Tony is now. I mean, we saw in the first episode, but he's officially street boss. Uh, I think Junior is well aware of how you know how he's perceived and kind of For what sure. was going on there with that. Yeah. And so now, yeah, there's a lot of business to be taken care of between these two. Yeah, like actually, business like splitting money up and stuff.
0: Well, actually, actually, business and um, and you know. Tony reminds him that that he killed all of his dudes. Yeah, suavely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, with like with spoons dying, that was basically it. That's and by it. the way, if you don't know who who we're talking about with spoons, we're talking about Patsy. Phil- Philly, uh, Philly, yeah, Philly. Yeah, Philly. They call him spoons like like in season three, right? Yeah, I forget why though. He always liked to kill people with spoons he played spoon man by the soundgarden a lot (laughs) he was
1: the spoon man
0: (laughs) in the soundgarden song that's pretty good actually yeah we were listening to a lot of 90s hits last night that i forgot about right a lot of 311 yeah (laughs) brendy and his girlfriend came over for dinner and um and we just rocked out (laughs) yeah and we just rocked out with our dicks yep um and we listened to a lot of 311 yeah we were all mixed up last night (laughs) and i don't know what to do yeah (laughs) and i'm feeling very
1: down down today (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Uncle Junior business
0: I, I just l I love the conversation with Junior, how like smug Tony is. Mm-hmm. Junior's trying really hard to still feel like a badass. He's like Yeah. He's like things could have gone the uh, just as easily gone the other way, my little nephew. And right. Tony's right. They didn't. That's true. They didn't. Tony won. Right. He won outright.
1: And Junior's also wrong about him being his little nephew because <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> that, he's way bigger than that. That hasn't me. been the case in a long time.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I love how he called that's the only person in the history of the series who's called Tony Little. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah I mean uh, oh actually Tony does say later on in this episode she, about Janice that she still thinks he's a little fat kid that's true actually <laughs> I love that yeah I know so everyone's kind of like uh, what, what, uh, like patronizing him this whole episode I yeah. guess or like yeah. whatever yeah it's uh, it's pretty good
1: which is funny because he's actually in power for real now and like but you know still the people around him like don't take it seriously and yeah you know his family always has a it. way of cutting
0: him down to size
1: right um, but uh, yeah, you're right. Junior's like really holding on to that pride still, and s- still won't accept that like Livia played him. You know, right? He's like, saying
0: that she don't have all her marbles.
1: Right, and he's like, no, no, no. I was in charge the whole time. I knew exactly what I was doing. Um, and I'm in jail
0: because I'm a fucking badass.
1: Right. Yeah. Which uh, honestly, why isn't he just blaming it all on Livia? Because like, why is he openly saying to Tony like, yeah, that was me. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> I think he looks like a
0: fucking pussy. And. You know what it he would does. be? I think that if he had come out on top, then maybe he'll be like, yeah, like your mom was with me, like from the get go. Like right. she agreed. Right. Saying to Tony's like dead body, you know, right. like, <laughs> like you, your mom thought this was the right move, pal. At Tony's
1: funeral, that would be Junior's eulogy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Listen <exactly>. up, Tony. <laughs> so, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And, uh, but, I think that the fact that he lost he so he he like looks pathetic mm-hmm. he 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 was about to get fucking capped before he got arrested if he hadn't gotten arrested i bet junior would be dead probably yeah they kind of saved his life a little bit there yeah yeah they really did yeah and um i think that i think that's really interesting it puts junior in an interesting position mm-hmm. and tony's so fucking mad at him mm-hmm. but then he switches over and he's like oh so what's this they tell me about your heart you know yeah But Junior won't even, like, go down that line of questioning. He just keeps talking business. When they're at the doctor's office? No, when they're they're in the... in in the jail? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting,
1: I guess. You know, we were talking last episode about um, Tony, you know, feeling guilt and all this and sentimental about a lot of his relationships. And I feel like that happens here, you know. It's like, oh, that's my uncle. Like, I'm supposed to care about my uncle related by blood. But it's like, you know, the dude tried to kill you, man. Um, Yeah,
0: exactly. He really did.
1: Yeah and uh yeah it's just weird it's um I, I don't know what's up with that exactly it's like it just but, but also it's like kind of realistic in a way that like you kind of fall into just your old patterns with people like yeah I mean I've never had someone try to kill me but I've definitely had like you know arguments with people or something like that and like they just sort of fade after a while you know it's like yeah. AJ when he gets almost gets into that fight with uh Michael Piacosta, and they're both like you know, I, f- I forget. They like bring up a memory from last summer, and like they go from being really mad at mad at each other to AJ being like, "Oh yeah, that was pretty cool." And yeah, then, like, exactly. You know, <laughs> it's that kind of... fart knocker. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: want someone to call. I want Tony to call someone a fat fart knocker. No, oh, that'd be crazy. They're always already. Uh, they're always calling each other fat fucks.
1: Yeah. David Chase is David Chase still on the line since last season? We have him on hold right now, right? <laughs> yeah, <think> we do. <laughs> He's still waiting. I s- still see the light blinking the over call there. Call is important to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when we when we answer that, we have to tell him to write that scene. And yeah. They'll shoot it somehow. Let's write it and shoot. It. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah. So he, he tells him that. So so uh, Tony mentions to Junior that he wants to see Bacala, that mm-hmm. cal, the calzone with legs. <laughs> <laughs> he, they're so mean Poor to Bobby. Bobby. My God. Is he wearing a fat suit? He is.
1: Yeah. Which makes me feel a little bit better. About Thank it. God. Yeah. Because
0: boy, oh boy. Yeah.
1: Imagine like being actually that big, and then having people just say that to you all the time at work. And they do multiple takes of everything too.
0: Oh, like you mean like Steve Sharipa, like the real guy. Yeah,
1: like Steve Sharipa, if he was actually that big and then like had to show up on set every day and be told, You are really fat and we we hired you for this role because you're so fat. Yeah, exactly. And here's multiple takes of us making fun of you. Um but yeah, Bobby and the Bobby and Junior, you know, love story here, the will they, won't they that will last the whole series.
0: Dude, it all starts here. Love it.
1: I love it. It's so fucking great. And, you know, it's like they did some reshuffling at the end of season one and kind of cut some of the fat. And, you know, I'll miss Mikey Palmisi no, not forever. Not with Bobby. <laughs> not with Bobby. No, they added some there. But I'll, I'll miss Mikey Palmisi, Palmici, whatever forever. But, um, forever. I think about him every day. Every single I wake up every day and I just think, Mikey, I know you're out there somewhere. Just check my email to see if he's gotten back. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they reshuffled the deck here a little bit and, yeah. and somehow came up with this pairing of Junior and Bobby, and I think that they knew that they struck absolute gold with these two guys because they're so funny together.
0: They're so funny together, and I, I love, like, like our, the the first scene, actually, that Bobby is in, we don't see him at all in season one, do we?
1: No, that it's weird, but, like, it seems like he's always there, but no, yeah. it's not until this episode, yeah.
0: Well, the first scene that he has with Tony where Tony's being such a dick to him mm-hmm. and, like, really trying to put his tail between his legs, yeah. it's, like, it's almost, like, too much, like... It's like lost on Bobby how intense it is because Bobby's like, fuck. (laughs) Don't look at the floor. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah, don't look at the floor, Bobby. Look at me. He's like, he's like the most like empathetic uh, or what's the word? He's just like, yeah, yeah. sensitive. Well, sensitive. But no, what I mean is that he's just so like kind of not very interested in, in the mafia. Yeah, you can he's tell he's just kind of there.
1: Yeah, it's just something he fell into. Well, his dad—we meet his dad in season three. His dad was in the mafia.
0: Like, yeah, all in, right? Yeah, yeah. Serious. Yeah. yeah, he was the fucking terminator, apparently. Yeah.
1: So I guess you know, yeah, he just fell into the family business yeah, clearly. Like- would be much happier having a little model train shop somewhere in the, the boondocks of New Jersey, I'm sure. Well,
0: also, I think that he would be a lot happier not having as much responsibility. Because I think he's like, fuck, like, all these people got shot above me. <laughs> and now I have all this work to do. Right. You know? But before, he was probably just floating along a little bit.
1: Yeah. Which can be kind of nice, you know? <laughs>
0: Being yeah. just the intern. Yeah. In a way,
1: you know? It seems like you have all this shit to do. But at the same time, it's like, there's it's not the same amount of stress, you know?
0: He was like the receptionist. Yeah, know? basically.
1: Um... And I mean, I guess, but we're, we're to think that he's been there all along. We just, yeah. ne- we just never met him. Yeah. Well,
0: because he was too low down. And I mean, that's one of the things where like we, you know, as time goes on, people get moved up because people get shot and like mm-hmm. the the show is really good at keeping that. I mean, it, it's also like a, a crutch a little bit so that they don't have to account for everybody so much. Yeah. But like they use this kind of insular environment as like, uh, you know, kind of to, to their advantage as, as writers. Uh, where they can just be like, okay, well now there's a new guy who moved in there because like we're just focusing on this small group, you know right? What I mean, yeah. they're like dudes everywhere. Yep. Even like when uh, when Matthew Bevilacqua in the last episode was saying, you know, like we used to w- we we did years with like Eddie Staggs or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. and then Chris says, yeah, besides Wax and Eddie's car, like they know each other, you know what I mean? Right. But we don't know who this Eddie guy is. Right. Right. So I think that's interesting. But I love that exchange between them, all the shit that Tony says to to bobby about like how they're splitting all the stuff up it's really helpful to us to know what's going on right and then, <laughs> and then at the end bobby says well and tony's like trying to take such a hard line he's like he's like i always liked you yeah. and tony's like bullshit but let's pretend you do now yeah you know like he's just like being such a creep i and, know like,
1: yeah i bet bobby didn't just like him too <laughs> yeah he doesn't care he's yeah. like i always liked
0: you you know like <laughs> But he's really not built for all this bloodshed, as no, we know, you know. Not at all. No. And just the idea of Bobby Bacala having a quotations book. <laughs> I believe it. I feel like he
1: actually does and like recites them and tries to like use one every day, you know. Yeah. I th- feel like he wakes up and he's like,
0: try- tries to be positive every day. <laughs> like that's Dude. Bobby. Yeah, you know? totally. Maybe he goes to a public speaking class. Yeah. Because he like he wants like and like in the class for, like hotel managers and like regular right. people and he's just like, Yeah, I just wanna like wanna have the courage to like stand up to my boss <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, um, he's
1: just hysterical, and you know, so I to backtrack a little bit and kind of just explain what's going on there. It, it's you know they're splitting up business. Um, who gets what from who? This is all the fallout from uh from Tony taking over. We find out that the arrangement is going to stay the same, so that the feds still think that they have the actual boss in jail and that Tony's not the boss.
0: Yeah, I wonder why, Junior goes along with that i mean i guess it's just pride oh yeah no at the end of last season they try to get junior to say that he's not the boss yeah and and he says fuck "Fuck you uh
1: but also like to some extent junior still has say like tony will go to junior and discuss things in the future like before they make decisions like it's not like he's totally even
0: though he shouldn't though he shouldn't but that's the thing i feel like he he does it like I, i hate i hate to say this but i think he does it like as a like kind of a nice thing to junior to like keep him involved a little bit
1: yeah but also it's just another it's like he he's almost like another silvio in a way or just like one more person to bounce his ideas off tony's always doing that it's like silvio to melfi like you know yeah he'll bounce it off anyone just to like kind of see uh and melfi has no idea what he's talking about yeah um but um and not only that, but d- specifically in this episode, we have the Dick Massaron Joint Fitters Union issue here. Where, oh, boy, uh, Dick Mazarone. Yeah, yeah.
0: He really is boring. Tony is right. Yeah. He's like the most boring, boring character.
1: <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And uh, that's kind of a confusing plot line in a way because, yeah. so from, uh, you know, they, they have these black protesters there who are upset that there aren't enough black people getting hired by the union. Yeah. And then. Dick Mazarone comes to Tony to say, I need you to help, you know, make it uncomfortable for these people. Yeah. So from what I understand, Tony then charges Dick Mazarone a certain amount of money for them to do that. Right. Right. And then on top of that, he's asking for more no-show jobs from the union to essentially make even more money.
0: Can you explain what a no-show
1: job is? A no-show job, basically like, you know, the paperwork would look legit. Like these people actually showed up that day for work, but, um, so that they could have like tax forms and everything, but like they don't actually have to show up. There's no show and no work. No work is like you have to be on set so just in case a union rep comes to check things out like they can actually account for all the guys there. Oh. And then no show would be like someone would go in your place, you'd still make the money and then you'd have legit paperwork to show to the government like no, I work for this construction business like even though you never even went. So no show like Tony right. gets no shows. Christopher gets no works, you know. But.
0: Oh, and that's oh, so like like down the line when they're building out the esplanade and those dudes are like chilling there. Yeah, they those get are no, no work, work jobs. Yes. But you know,
1: uh, so it looks like they have a legit job. If a if a rep came down, or you know, someone from the state came down, and be like, "No, we're at work. You know, we're on break right now, but we're at work." But like, really, yeah, I see they that. don't have to do anything, and like, it's kind of just understood with the construction guys that they don't have to do anything
0: for sure. Yeah, okay, <laughs> thank you. So,
1: so right, but so it gets complicated in this one because. Tony gets money out of Dick Mazarone for just breaking up the protests. On top of that, he gets more no-show jobs. And then on top of that, he splits some of the no-show jobs with the... The reverend. The reverend, yeah. I was going to say the reverend's son, but the son is the reverend and the dad was not, right? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's kind of confusing. Another Sopranos kind of thing where they don't really take the time to explain anything to you. You kind of either get it or you don't. Yeah, or, and I like that. Yeah, me too. I also like they did, they did the same thing with the Freddie Capuano thing in this episode. Yeah. we never even meet the guy. Never, right? I couldn't I think when they first go to Green Grove, don't they maybe meet him in Isn't season one? Isn't it that woman?
0: It's that woman. It Gloria, is. But for some
1: reason like, in my head, like he walked them into the room, but I could just be making that up. And maybe. Um we've
0: tweet, never seen tweet, the show. Tweet at us. <laughs> You've seen the show and you can tell us something about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, that's another it's just like it happens so fast. Yeah. It's just this crazy quick conversation in the doctor's office and then A shot of his empty parking space and then a shot of his toupee underneath his car like parked in the marsh somewhere you know exactly um which I I just think is really cool and you know it's kind of just like hey you either pick it up or you don't
0: yeah totally I mean but I I loved the way that they shot that because like and you know I'll, I'll go back to this I've mentioned it before but Johnny Sack down the line says you know uh, the Sopranos that always need someone to demonize, mm. and it's totally true because uh, Junior and Tony are having this like heated conversation, and then Junior changes the subject to be about Freddie Capuano. Yeah, yeah, talking about how Tony tried to kill his mother. Right. No one's talking about how his mother tried to kill him. But anyways, um, <laughs> fluffing your mother's pillows. Yeah, exactly. But like they start talking about Freddie Capuano, and that guy gets fucking whacked. Yeah. For that reason. Yeah. And like, and they're like, cool nice to see you You know what (laughs) i mean
1: that's a great example of it actually yeah that immediately turns the conversation and then suddenly they're on the same side again yep Um, because they're crazy yeah i also like uh you had mentioned in season one the uh we'll we'll end this first half talking about that junior scene where he actually gets out on house arrest but uh oh boy the lawyer mentioning the last time he got arrested was from 1968 and 1969 which is probably that flashback from down neck yeah exactly yeah and uh yeah, and the scene of him getting out is just great too. I love that like he almost gets out without the with ele- without the uh, electronic bracelet on, but then he has to bring up na- Nazi Germany to I this know. Jewish judge.
0: Well, can we also say like w- another one of like the all time great so- Sopranos bit characters, Melvoin? Yeah, he's great. Is introduced and he's like the best sleazy defense attorney. Yeah, the guy probably makes six hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, easily. Easily and probably more. Actually. Probably more. Yeah, whatever. Mm shut up fuck that guy yeah <laughs> and um like yeah so i think that he makes like crazy ass money and um you know Jun- junior's paying big time he this yep. is this is like a white johnny cochran oh yeah or whatever um he's he's really really good but he's he's so sleazy yeah and great mustache too great mustache uh great flavor saver he's in um is Mel-, Mel Voin is in... The actor is in Goodfellas. Is he in Goodfellas? I
1: think he is, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Goodfellas in a while.
0: Actually. I bought it on iTunes the other day. It was five bucks. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I keep trying to get my girlfriend to watch it, but she's like, I don't want to watch that movie. It's too too violent. And I'm like, nah, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of is. It's very violent. The opening scene is very violent. Yeah. And they actually kill the guy who pl- winds up playing yeah. Phil Leotardo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of crossover in that movie, though. Uh, actors-wise, I mean... Oh yeah, um, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I care. <laughs> yeah, be <okay>, great. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Uh so Junior gets out. You know, it happens uh, another thing that happens
0: so fast. He's he's out by the second episode. He's out by the second episode, which is great and like but he's going to be as he puts it farting into the same sofa cushion for yeah. like the next the whole rest of his life basically. Yeah, pretty much. The whole season and yeah. the whole series and uh i love how he brings up nazi germany he's such a moron. It's hysterical yeah and he, would, he
1: was in the bag dude i know it was he had it he just had it and like just had to run his mouth there a little bit at the end the he's judge a was moron. Just like, mm, fuck you yeah uh, but uh, melvoin still tries to get out of it just like you know we shouldn't let our the sorrow of our shared people you know or yeah. the shared sor- sorrow of our people to get in the way um one last thing about the junior thing and we'll, we'll uh, stop down for half number one <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes i forget what i'm talking about well
0: well coming up after this is going to be the halftime report exactly <laughs> with joe namath he's going <laughs> to tell he's going to recap what happened in the first half of the show exactly uh what we did right what
1: we did wrong yeah. where we could have moved the ball a little more um but the this the the scene With the Rink and continental joke. Oh, that's my
0: favorite joke.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't have said the punchline first there. I'm a great comedian because I, (laughs) I, (laughs) um, you guys, Rick can kind of know.
0: <laughs> it's so good, though. Also, w- what's the okay? And sorry, go ahead. Never mind.
1: It's well, fine, no, I, so. I um, you know, I, I love the interaction between him and Bobby. Like we already see flashes of its greatness there. You know, when he's just like, "You see me on TV," and
0: Bobby's like, "You're on TV? What show?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a great reaction. I know, I know. Um, and then he says, and then he asks, asks him how he looks, and he goes, "You look, you know, like you."
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's so great because Steve Sharipa, you know, he's a stand-up comedian. And oh, he is. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. I don't know if he always did it. I haven't read his uh, wiki page in a while, but he, he is now. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure he was just he was on the New York comedy scene for a long time. Oh, really? I mean, he's so funny. Yeah. I mean, his comic timing is impe- impeccable, and uh, just that he p- can play that with such a straight face. I wonder how many takes that took to get without just cracking the fuck
0: up. I know. He drives a Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, I and get he it. also has maybe my my. My favorite, at least my favorite, most funniest scene, whatever, mm-hmm. um, in in <laughs> Sopranos, uh, in, of all time, which mm-hmm. is when he and Tony are sitting in the diner and yep. he's talking about the back thing of Notre Dame. <laughs> it's like when he says, "Quasimodo predicted all of this." <laughs> it's like what? He's great. He's, he's just so, so great.
1: I mean, it's they they just struck gold with the two of them together, and uh, dude, they're so good together. Yeah, it's perfect, and. Yeah. Uh, Dick Mazarone coming in there and and slipping the money in. They all just look like bumbling idiots, really, in that scene. You oh, know?
0: I wanted to ask you actually. It's funny you should bring that up because so Dick Mazarone comes in and Dick Mazarone is like so suspicious lady.
1: I know. Just walk in confidently, dude.
0: Like he's he's so he's, Yeah, he's literally. so shifty yeah. and like. But there's that they keep cutting to that the 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 old black man. Yeah. With the 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 like senior citizens visor shades. Yeah. On. <laughs> um. What's the deal with that? I don't. I I think it's just
1: like. I don't know. They do stuff like that a lot. Like when they're when they're in the hospital, they'll cut to other families, and I, I don't know. I think they're just they just they're just filling the world with flavor a little bit, you know, and just weird
0: little <laughs> filling the world with the flavor of old man.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, I think it. I think that's kind of what it is. It's just uh, you know, just these little funny details that that I think they observe and see in life, and they they just add to the show and yeah, you know, they're good at it. And uh, and also just you know. So many other crime and mob movies like come off so epic, and in life it's just not like that, you right. know. In life, it's like old men in the in a waiting room. I think, and
0: I think that's just kind of the funny joke of it. Yeah, yeah, it's totally true. And like, and 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 Junior really tries to talk to that other old guy that, right? Like, doesn't seem very interested in talking to him. And has great health insurance. And has great health insurance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck that guy. They, my health
1: insurance does not even cover me going to see the eye doctor, let alone the full you know payment for the glasses, and you
0: like definitely need glasses too. Yeah. do you have to wear them to drive yeah
1: i wear contacts 24 7 except when i'm sleeping so it's more like 16 to 18 <laughs> 7 or
0: something <laughs> like that <laughs> okay something like that all right well, all right anyway
1: anyways. uh we couldn't get stupider if we tried but we're gonna try in, in the second half um we'll be back to discuss uh some more a little bit more about uncle june some and, a lot about and, janice and, and
0: definitely more sopranos bye <laughs> Saturday. I know they say let.
1: It is beautiful. This is nice.
0: Italian heritage. Oh, are you Italian? Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're back. We thought we'd change it up. We thought the Paul Simon was a tad
1: positive. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. This isn't a feel-good podcast by any means. We're absolutely not, not. No, definitely not. We're fuck you. Not. Fuck everyone who listens to this show. <laughs> fuck Walk the Sopranos. All, fuck <laughs> all other podcasts. <laughs> all right. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs>
0: Jesus, you okay? I, I I choked on one of my wavy lays. Oh boy.
1: Uh, we're eating chips. We're talking. Uh, do not resuscitate. Let's. I guess get right into that. Let's. Uh, Janice. Uh, Why? So
0: you cannot resuscitate me? Yeah, that's such a good reaction <laughs> to all of this. Why? So you cannot resuscitate me? <laughs> and then she looks over at the nurse, and like
1: it's kind of like, eh? Eh? yeah. Uh, well, to back up a little bit, so Janice showed up in episode one of this season, thinking that I think this would all be just kind of an easy con get a little money out of the situation just get her way left and right just when i thought i was out exactly she thought she could just win over livia here and just be this hero daughter coming back from seattle and completely yeah uh and she's realizing now that uh livia actually is pretty difficult to deal with and that uh tony's had a rough go of it with her
0: tony's had a rough go of it and i think that she's also sort of realizing that there are things that she wants to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I don't know if continue is the right word, but sh- I think that she got home and she saw a lot of stuff and she, she was like, oh, wait, you know, maybe I can stick around with this. I mm-hmm. mean, she doesn't have much else to do, first of all.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's an important point.
0: She's, she's on permanent disability. <laughs> uh, total disability. Total disability. Total disability. Yeah. Total disability. Yeah. Permanent disability. I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, she basically is. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a thing, but I think that if it were, she'd have it. Right. Um, But she's uh She's she's doing
1: a couple things in this episode. For one, she wants Tony to take the house off the market. I mean, that comes up a little bit in episode 1, but it it really comes up again here. Right. Uh, she
0: so Tony and Oh yeah, so so Tony realizes. When does Tony see the the real estate sign? He, in the he sees it at the end of episode one. That's right. Um,
1: at the, he's taking trash out at the barbecue, and then he confronts her about it when like, he's hosing down the driveway yeah.
0: and having this insanely hilarious like like moment with the host. Yeah, it's great. <laughs>
1: Throughout the whole scene, he's like yanking. He's on such it. a sitcom dad most of the time, just yeah. like who happens to be stuck in serious drama <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or vice versa, and killing people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he wait. They don't he doesn't confront her until this episode about it. Right. Uh. And he's got it all. He's he's has it figured out now. She's here for the car and the house and uh, and just whatever else she can scam out of him. You know, absolutely.
0: Um, she's very money obsessed. I love how how Tony puts it. He, she was here for the house and a four hundred dollar car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he could have probably just, would have just given her the car
1: if she asked. He's like here, yeah, just I'll pay you to take this car. Just take it to Seattle. Yeah, um, exactly. But uh, you know, she's uh, I love that she's having Meadow drive her around to pick up weed
0: and go to the the uh, the hospital. I guess and perhaps the greenest car I've ever seen in my life I love that car actually Uh, me too it's such a jalopy but like it's it's awesome and it really is a lot like it's like that's the car Olivia would have it's like peculiar and old yeah and like like you can't imagine it when it was new (laughs) yeah yeah. No, I feel like it was just
1: always old it was like Pauli Galtieri yeah
0: that's how I feel about Olivia though like you know yeah it's like what did you look like driving off the lot with that (laughs) thing you know what I mean but uh yeah they have this uh
1: this moment where she goes to see Livia and 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 Livia kind of calls her out on a lot of her shit here. Um, Are
0: people saying that she's from California on purpose just to fuck with her?
1: I don't, I mean I think it's just kind of like they just assume West Coast hippie combine or commune excuse me Columbine Columbine pulling a Columbine. Uh, yeah, uh, and I think they just you know I think the idea is like oh they're so New Jersey that they just like don't even realize like Tony doesn't even like. Accept the world around outside of New Jersey and well, New because, York,
0: but but when he mentions it to um to his attorney, what's his attorney's name again? Um, Mink. Mink. Yeah. yeah, when he mentions it to Mink and Hash. He says, my my sister's here from Seattle. Mm-hmm. But then, like, that's the only time anyone gets it right. And when and whenever anyone's talking to her about it, they're like, it's my daughter from California. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I think I really do think they're kind of doing it on purpose. Like, we don't care about you. I, I wouldn't put it past, I especially wouldn't put it past Livia.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, she goes right at her, you know. Like, I think that what's going on here is, is Livia kind of sees Janice, like, pretending to be this new person who's, like, happy and happy to be home
0: and, you know, and she's got her shit together out west. Right. Which she doesn't. And...
1: Livia, much like Tony, uh, way down the line, is just like, "No, fuck that. I don't like this." And immediately, like, she's not even subtle about it. When Janice shows up at the hospital, right? She's just like, "You always
0: ran away from your problems. You were always like this." She goes. She she says, "You, "You." She says specifically. You could never stand it here. Yeah. You could never stand yourself. Yeah. And the way she says it, it's like, ah, whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. That, yeah. that would hurt so bad to, like, have someone say that to you. It's almost awkward
1: how unsubtle it is. Yeah. Um, but then she really does get the, like, get the better of her. By the end of that scene, Janice is like, this is bullshit. I'm leaving. Olivia, she turns on the waterworks. Water, water, water. Water <laughs> living next to Gunga Din. <laughs> um, she has the nurse on her side there, you know. Yeah. Um. And so Janice kind of sets out to like win her over, be the great daughter, you know, she's asking Meadow about the music and eventually leads to that like kind of choking scene or whatever, right? And that's when this whole do not resuscitate thing comes up.
0: Yeah, so she's choking and the way that she's talking to this nurse is so funny. Like why do they make cookies that way? (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, so yeah, that's when it comes up. And I guess Tony and Janice talk about it like
1: off screen. No, they talk about it in front of AJ, because that's how it all comes back. Um, Janice is saying that, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, Tony's the power of attorney. He, he's the one who can, like, issue something like that, or, like, you know, right. change the paperwork, or, you know, whatever adult stuff that I don't understand. Um, right. But, uh, and, and uh, AJ, once again, is the one who just, like, AJ goes to Olivia, again, with information that he just shouldn't talk about, and brings it up to her. Right. Thanks a lot, AJ. You fuck. You fuck. <laughs> um, so, Livia just ends up giving Janice quite a hard time here. When, right. Once, once, she, once she's heard that they're discussing this DNR thing. Right. And now a little bit of the real Janice is coming back out. You yeah, know, Par- sure. Par- Parvati is going away, and uh, she's she's we're leaving her in Seattle. And yep. and you know uh, that soprano background and history and personality is all coming back out. And by the end, I mean, you know. Within a couple episodes, Janice is full,
0: you know, full on back into this world. You know, full on back into this world. I mean, in this season, she's really gonna oh, big time. She's gonna make her mark. Yeah, she is definitely. Okay, so let's talk about the DNR and like the sequence of events with Livia. Yeah, let's because clear this Tony's up. still not talking to her. Junior wants him to 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 patch things up. Yep. Janice wants him to patch things up so that she can get in on some of the cash. It, because right. why does she want that? Does she feel like it's gonna it's gonna like pave the way? to like her getting a piece of the estate or something like that i think so does she feel like the animosity is going to make livia like not want to give out all of her riches
1: well i think she's definitely trying to win livia over yeah for money for sure i mean she's talking about how much the house is worth when she's talking to barbara in the first episode and how much tony's asking for which is one hundred eighty thousand. which today seems like very low it seems very little um but uh I think, yeah, part of the reason she's, like, bringing the CDs to Livia is to, like, really win her over. Well, I
0: get that, but why does she want Tony to patch it up so much?
1: Uh, Maybe for the same reason, I guess. I think so, right? Yeah.
0: Does she really want him to patch it up, does she say? Well, she keeps saying, I don't know, she keeps bringing her up, so I always got that impression. Yeah. She's like, you were right. You know, like, she is crazy. Or like, right. you know, but she's a harmless old woman. You know, like, that kind of thing. And it's like, no, but she's not.
1: It's just so manipulative, yeah. Maybe she wants Tony to say, like, all right, fine, you just take over everything. And, like, here you go. Here's the house. Here's the car. Here's mom. Deal with all of it. Right. And she maybe in some way thinks that, like, if that happens, she'll get money for the house and whatever else you know yeah i think so but it's it's all totally self-serving and i'm sure greedy and, and definitely like financially
0: motivating, you know oh yeah big motivated. Time. but then livia really turns it around i feel like this is like one of the first times where we get to really see her in action mm-hmm. like because she's alerted to the dnr by stupid aj yeah and then she's like she really we just see the about face that she does yeah you know when she's really trying to 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 get Janice's goat sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And she starts talking about, she starts acting more crazy, like on purpose. Yeah, I guess that's true too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so she starts talking about this money that she has, and she's like, she starts kind of babbling a little bit. And this is why I think that she's been faking all of this shit the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little bit, yeah. Because we actually see it in this episode for the first time. Like, she sees something she doesn't like, and we see her actually just decide to go off the reservation a little bit to like get Janice thinking that there's this money laying around somewhere which there may or may not be.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um and she calls her Satemia again, the sister that she's yelling about. Exactly. And, and yeah. So uh yeah, I, it's so hard. To, I mean, I I do think that like I mean, some of it has to be real just cuz she's getting old and, you know, it makes sense to me that some of it is real, but yeah, right. I think that she's definitely like very much um in control of her emotions and actions to uh, not maybe not very much but to a certain extent she she is you know
0: yeah I I really think so yeah
1: I think I just think that I think what happens sometimes is, is that she actually slips like for real um but that most of the time it's she's in control
0: but we we kind of got to look behind the scenes here mm this time because, well, how, which I don't know like we just see her Moving from being totally on the ball to being not on the ball, like very much on purpose. That's true. Like she's she's like with the, she she's with the uh, the, the the nurse therapist or whatever that woman is, right? At, at like doing like alphabet f- exercises. I love that
1: that scene starts with I know the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, I know my alphabet. <laughs> yeah,
0: my alphabet. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like I feel like she might even be getting sick of like this act that she has to do where she's sort of like. She has to pretend mm-hmm. that she's not well, when in fact she definitely is well. Yeah.
1: Um. I wonder, you know, because I also think about people like that, like, th- yes, it is manip- manipulative. Um. But mm-hmm. like, I wonder how much of it is actually like conscious, you know, like, sometimes I think people just act really without thinking, like, even though they underneath the do know what they're they're doing or what they want to get out of it. But it's like, kind of like, you like, sometimes have to like, take a step back and realize like, oh, I'm acting like this right now. And I, I just think that, like...
0: That's true. You know, like... But I think that Olivia is so calculated. I yeah. don't know. I I, 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 I I totally get what you're saying, but I, respectfully, I, I think that it's so clear... It's all... ...in that scene how calculated it is. Yeah.
1: I mean, she definitely does swing from emotion to emotion. You know, in that scene when she is calling Janice out, it's like, do you yeah. I,
0: Do you know where my money is? You know? Yeah.
1: Like, well, even the first one, though, like, when she's talking about, like, you can never stand yourself, like... Her emotion, her moods just swing so, like rapidly and uh
0: and you know widely in different directions well she's really mean and then when someone threatens to leave she starts crying she's crying yeah yeah oh god well okay um, Olivia but hey yeah kudos she's,
1: she's nuts and uh you know and also of course at this point behind the scenes that uh, Nancy Marchand was not doing well uh, physically and so oh, she wasn't no I mean she, she was sick even in season one, and they knew that, and they were always kind of aware that, like, all right, we have we're on borrowed time with, with her, you know. Oh, no way. Um, and so I think that's another function that the character Janice serves is that she's kind of a Livia stand in for the day that she eventually, you know, when and that does happen eventually, but uh, yeah, you know, when she's not going to be around. And they did a really great job. I mean, the casting Ada Tortoro T- is just or Aida, maybe it's uh, Ada, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I eat her. <laughs> I can't read. Um,
0: she's just perfect. Just she's so perfect. So funny. Man. Yeah. She's unbelievable. So funny. Yeah. I'm um, really glad that they found her. I'm glad that they found her. And I love, I really want to
1: see her self-help video. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I want to meet the people in Chelsea who are helping her fund this Yeah, at the gallery. Lady Kerouac. <laughs> oh
0: my God. Oh God. Well, there's that black guy in the Humvee that picked her up <laughs> in the last episode. She's like going to hang with just
1: him. Every detail, just going to a gallery in Chelsea with this dude, the clothes she's wearing, it's all
0: just perfect. Yeah.
1: Her driving right. around listening to that Paul Simon song with a joint is amazing. I know. Yeah,
0: it's great. And she feels like I think that in that moment when she's listening to the Paul Simon song, she feels like really close to her mother.
1: Yeah, I think she's like legitimately. She's like her mom. She's very dramatic. Uh, it's it's a, it's a scenario for her. You it know? is a scenario. Like always I, with the scenario. Al- she's always with the scenarios herself here. I, I feel like she's <laughs> thinking like, oh, I'm the main character in some kind of story here, and I like I did something good today and now here's my soundtrack for myself and i get to like drive around being happy smoking a joint and she's just she's so dramatic you know yeah but the uh, way
0: she lives like really makes me miss living in the suburbs like oh big time remember how nice it was like on the weekend to like drive somewhere with some tunes going and like do a J behind the wheel
1: and like on that like on a nice like spring day yeah (laughs)
0: let's fucking move we should (laughs) let's get the fuck out of new york city (laughs) yeah we're always in these like cold rooms just recording podcasts (laughs) So, uh, last thing
1: we're going to talk about, of course, is the big pussy reveal. <laughs> uh, we
0: finally see pussy for what it is. Finally, yeah. He is.
1: Uh, they they really tease the story out. You know, season one, we don't get confirmation either way. And I like the way they... Nor do we in the first
0: episode of season two.
1: Oh, uh, that's what I, sorry, that's what I meant. Um, In episode one of season two, yeah. We don't get confirmation either way. Right. But here we do. I love the way they tease it out, you know, when like... They they're... tease out the pussy. Yeah, <laughs> they tease out the pussy um, because it's in the hospital. Um, the pussy's in the hospital, and uh I like that he asked for Skip, and Skip just looks like another mob guy. Like, I know. At first, you, you're just like, oh, you have
0: no idea what it is. Yeah, and then you have to kind of glean it a little. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but you have to glean it.
1: Yeah, they never. and Thankfully, they never come out and say like, "Hey, listen, Sal, you're a rat for the mob now." You know, like,
0: yeah, it, it, on know. a lesser show, on a lesser show, I, they, I really think he would have been like, "Listen, Sal." You're a rat. Yeah. Like, you got to start acting like a rat and get me some Tony Soprano tapes where he talks about incriminating things so that we can prosecute him. Right, yeah. You know?
1: I'm Like, that's a joke, but it's not a joke at the same time. No, but it's so (laughs) tempting.
0: Other shows really probably would handle
1: it like that. Well, was it you
0: you that was telling me that, um, like, David Chase has a thing about about throwing out, like, the first five ideas or something like that?
1: Yeah, or it's, like, the first two. He said something like, the third idea is always, like your first good one or something like that i love that because i yeah. feel i,
0: I like they're definitely writers and i don't want to shit on any of them because some of them wrote funny movies a while ago <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh <laughs> interesting the but but uh like i feel like i can see it like in a movie when it's like oh like i had a good idea it's the first idea great right you yeah
1: know? the first it's like a first draft idea you can just kind of tell yeah. yeah exactly yeah and,
0: and it, david and this This is, like, a very advanced way of revealing this.
1: It is, yeah. Because, I mean, your first idea would be to just, like, yeah, something like you said, where it's like, listen, Sal, like, you need to get me this by this time or else this.
0: Because you're a rat. Yeah. And and you flipped.
1: Yeah, and then it kind of comes, like, uh... It kind of (laughs) comes? It kind of becomes a, uh you know like a mission you know sort of thing where it's like right. find this out by this time or else and then they do they get it in just at the last you know well and then it turns into breaking bad yeah i guess yeah i didn't want to say it but yeah <laughs> um a lesser show but this uh they they just don't even really come out and say it it's all just you know really just kind of like subtle little hints at it uh well i i feel like
0: out. him like throughout the conversation you begin to understand a lot of pussy's behavior oh yeah oh and yeah. by the way in that conversation I noticed that uh, skip says you've been on our you've been on our on our tick since nine ninety eight yeah I know I heard Did that. you notice that as well
1: yeah so now I go back to again being confused because remember in the finale last year they say something about they've been building a case for four years and at the time I kind of thought like oh maybe that means pussy's been on their you know on their uh, payroll or whatever since like well, 19- when,
0: when was this when did this come out though
1: oh this came out in 2000 so, it'll yeah, been like two years. So. Yeah. So I don't know. But then again, I mean, but when
0: was the OJ case?
1: Ninety. Well, the murder happened in ninety four. And then the case, I think, went from ninety five to ninety six. Like, yeah. So mm,
0: so that's odd. It is. Yeah. But it, then
1: again, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I guess who really cares? <laughs> who the cares about the details <laughs> of the show? Oh, we do. <laughs> I, <forgot>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I Who knows? I guess we'll just never really know but uh we do yeah we just officially finally get confirmation here and then uh and we you know see that that pussy wants to take it slowly you know uh, and he
0: and he is doing exactly what this guy accuses him of doing which is playing both ends against the middle exactly uh holding out on them dragging his dick yep (laughs) pussy dragging his dick (laughs) oh god um so
1: Uh, you know um, obviously we have a whole season of this to go but clearly yeah he is playing both sides clearly has a lot of affection for tony still obviously and uh you know they're at that protest scene and you know he's talking about um, how he's tony's talking about how Pussy's paid his dues like you don't have to you know you don't have to go out there and be a part of this protest like pussy's kind of checking in on tony and you know like i hope i hope you don't think i'm lazy or that i don't want to work or that i'm not like a good loyal guy to you you know
0: yeah and tony says you know you paid your dues yeah which is
1: is he is he kind of like
0: because I, I don't feel like Tony
1: feels that way, does he? I think he's lying to again. I think I think he's lying to himself about this whole thing a little bit, you know. Like, right. I like, still we're, think, like we're good. Yeah, like we're good. You're good. Like this is all good, you know. Like I, I, he just doesn't. I, I really truly believe that underneath it all, Tony knows, um, all season long, and uh, you know, and this is yeah an example of him just straight up lying to himself. Like no, pussy's paid his dues. Like he's he's a he's a made guy. He's a a solid member. He's a loyal soldier, but. Not really. Yeah, not really, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oops. And and speaking of that protest, it's... Uh, oh, well, we
0: get a nice cameo from uh, Matthew and... Uh, what's yes. his name, Henry? Henry Bismonti. Henry Bismonti.
1: Um, I love that. I love that, like, after Tony spots them and, and yells at them, they're like, oh, now we look like jerk-offs. <laughs> yeah, now we look like jerk-offs. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you didn't already? No? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
0: exactly. You're
1: showing up to... I love that they're, like, in their, you know, ties and suspenders with just baseball bats at this
0: thing. Fucking morons. And then Bobby Boccellieri is, like, beating people up, too. Yeah, yeah. But he's, like, out of breath the whole time. Yeah, consider <laughs> it like, exercise. Yet another fat joke. I know. Like, there, no scene with Bobby, like, doesn't contain a fat joke. Poor Bobby. I know. Um, That
1: fight, that protest fight scene, mm-hmm. like, you know, listen, obviously, greatest show of all time. But, like, <laughs> just imagine that being shot now, how much better that would look. What do you mean? Like, I mean, it just, like, seems, uh, weirdly... Really, small scale or something Isn't right it kind like of unrealistic it's, it's, it's in a way?
0: sort of zoomed in yeah yeah but lot. like
1: think about like i mean hbo has the budget they have now i guess partly because of the sopranos but think of just like your average fight scene now on game of thrones like how choreographed it is and yeah obviously they're different shows and going for different styles entirely but like
0: they would have been able to afford some horses like, yeah for, right. for, for, I, for I, bobby I, to ride the horses and
1: the zombies <laughs> and all this other weird shit yeah. you know <clears throat> what if there were white
0: walkers that came through <laughs> <laughs> just awesome. started fighting with Bobby like
1: Bobby's like oh fuck oh man all right so one more thing about pussy before we before we close um going back to that Bobby scene Tony mentions something about you know what the feds know like he's talking about the arrangement and he's just kind of like you know as far as as far as the arrangement goes like Junior's still the boss so that the feds think this or he he just mentions the federal uh the FBI yeah. And there's another cut there to to pussy. Like, you know, after Tony says something about, like, what the feds know, we cut to pussy, kind of giving, like, shifting his eyes a little bit. And I thought that's, that's another interesting little clue in this episode early oh, on. Oh,
0: yeah, because pussy is in that meeting with Bobby Bocellieri. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: all I wanted to say. That's, that's yeah. interesting.
0: I didn't notice that. I think yeah. that's
1: a good call. Just the way they edit that, I thought was kind of interesting.
0: Definitely. I mean, another thing that we didn't talk about is the fact that Olivia calls and talks to Carmella. Oh, yeah, true. She goes, I know Johnny's at work. See, it's bullshit. She's, like, pretending to be convalescent you know i guess so yeah there's nothing wrong with her and she's like i know johnny's at work and she's yeah. like it's your son tony and then but the the stuff that she says to Carmela is like really strange it is it's also
1: strange that Carmela's like janice has no work ethic because like in a way tony doesn't either <laughs> I mean, yeah you know he's never well, really i don't
0: know tony has a work ethic but he doesn't want anything that's like not glamorous or badass yeah it's just because exactly. tony works pretty hard i,
1: think. I guess that's true yeah
0: but um, she tells Carmela that Janice is a real snake in the grass. Yeah. Which I, I never quite understood what the point of that was. Like, what strategically does she have to gain from doing that? Is she just trying to poison the well for Janice?
1: I think so. I, I mean, she probably gets some sick twisted you know pleasure out of this in a way you know yeah she it's loves attention it. it's control it's you know you're still she's still the one at the helm you know she loves
0: every second of it
1: yeah she's sure. not like a feeble old lady who's just actually like locked up in a hospital she's like still controlling all these people and then probably you know gets off on that in some way right no that's know? that's absolutely true they, they have that scene where she's masturbating and she's talking about how much control she's
0: in <laughs> so i think <laughs> As you were saying that, I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Who are we talking about?" Uh, um, but I also wanted to point out that the way that the way that Carmela uh, talks uh, when Janice shows up, they're having dinner, and mm-hmm, and and, and mm-hmm. Tony's mad at Janice, and she explains something to him, and he goes, "He goes, well, all right, or whatever." And 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 then Carmela goes, "You see that? You see how easy that was?" Yeah. And, then, eight, and then and then and then. Tony says something like I don't want it I don't want her to fucking mention here anymore or whatever and then AJ goes hey what did one prick say to the other <laughs> and and Carmela literally says the same line you see that you see <laughs> you know like but it's like I negative She's a, she said like she could say something positive by saying you see that
1: oh I didn't even notice that that's great and then when
0: AJ tells the joke, she goes you see that <laughs> you <laughs> see awesome. what what cussing at the table does oh, I love that I mean it's great. I mean, the, so the, so the episode ends with uh, I mean, Junior falls in the shower at yeah, some point, yeah, which is st- really hard for me to watch that that noise that it makes. But then he's a sister's cunt, like, which is like the funniest thing. Such an old man. Thing. He's such a an awful old man. Yeah, but then you know, Tony has to come and pick him up. Yep, and take him to the hospital. Literally, which is so backwards. Yeah, he literally picks him up, which is so funny. Yeah, it's and a nice little scene though, in a way. It is a nice scene. It's a yeah. really nice scene, but tony's like too forgiving he like wants to be loved
1: yeah i think yeah that's true. i think you know that is just also part of it you know Mm -hmm. it's like just knowing and feeling like you have people around you that like are your family and love you and right probably hard to accept that this guy tried to kill you
0: yeah and so he he like defaults to being nice to him yeah
1: as often as he can yeah he's even kind of nice to bobby there it's like all right all three of us will go you know yeah exactly sure you know i'll i'll go um, I really love that scene. I love the music in that scene. Um, yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I L- like... it's Ella Fitzgerald. I think.
1: Is it? I forget.
0: It's either Ella Fitzgerald or Billie Holiday. Well, yeah. but it'll be on the NFZ playlist, playlist exactly. that we're going to put out this week. Yeah. Uh, shout outs, shout out to playlists.
1: Yeah. Just in general, you yeah, know, for shizzle listening to them, making them, um, sending them, sending them to people that you have crushes on. <laughs> um, I have a crush on all you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we also didn't even talk at all about the uh, the reverend and his his father and uh yeah. and tony. I don't know. I could take it or leave it. It it is kind of like a a trope in a way, like this wise old black man kind of uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. um being a wise old black man, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, it does tie into Tony's just love of history and, and the he tries to generation. tell him to watch the history channel. Yeah. I know. It's just like bro. television. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, That's I another
0: know. straight from David Chase's mouth. Probably. I know. But I also found that guy to be annoying when he's like, he's like, he like says something about the Bible and then he like sits there and like reflects on that. And he's like, Fought of the Red Sea, praise yeah. his name. It's like you know what that didn't happen. Someone made that up at some point. Yeah, Sorry, you know,
1: it's a it's it's a little typical for for this show. It's yeah. it's a scene from a lesser show. <laughs> um, yeah, but exactly. of course, I mean, they put their own twist on it by having the son actually be a part of Tony's uh, little scam here. You know, right?
0: That's the thing, and like, and and the guy dies, and they they have that interesting conversation about becoming the elders, which I thought was pretty cool. Right, um, that they're the elders now, and um. It's just weird, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, it does tie into just kind of what's I mean, Junior is, uh, he's, you know, Tony is the boss now, pretty mm-hmm. much officially. Junior is this old man. I mean, like, immediately after that conversation, he has to go help a feeble old junior get to the hospital. And then, of course, Livia, they're talking about her dying and everything. I mean... It ties in, I think, to what else, to everything else that's going on. Completely, uh, it just yeah. could have been a little better, I think. And I, I think that that actor—I'll have to double check. I sh- we should do research, I guess. But I'm we'll pretty. We'll get an intern on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that actor uh, played a very similar character on Six Feet Under, from what I remember, uh, uh... which aired around the same time.
0: And so I don't know. It's just kind of was he pro- was he protesting union racism? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I forget. Well, the white. What, what do they call it? Well, the white undertaker is filling his stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or
1: whatever. That's they say the exact same thing on Six Feet Under. Actually. The white funeral home. Yeah, guy. Um. So that's uh. I think that wraps it up. We don't get much of Christopher in this episode. Not really. Not really. I, I
0: mean, it's this is this is really. I mean, the 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 first episode of the season kind of gave us an update, and then this episode was like more updates and then like advancing some of this stuff yeah i think that like i think that what we've learned in these these past couple of episodes at least at the beginning of the second season is that like you know some things have shifted a little bit but things Mm -hmm. are still basically the same yeah you know there's I like pussy coming back didn't solve anything right you know um um um, junior being arrested didn't really help anything other than keep him alive basically
1: yeah um and tony's still not in therapy melfi wasn't in this at all right i don't think she was
0: no, I don't think so, but yeah. we're gonna hear from her real soon, yes, um
1: so yeah, I mean, it's another thing you know, things obviously, uh the pussy storyline is gonna be this that's there's still a lot of setup up for for the season long arcs such as that, you know the pussy line, the pussy line. um, I'm sure as we get to towards the end of the season, we'll. Things from this episode will seem much more important than they do now. Right. Uh, all right. So once again, guys, this was No Fucking ZD, the only Sopranos podcast.
0: It's the only Sopranos podcast, but somehow still second best. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Toodle Fucking Oo. Uh, toodle
0: Fucking Oo yourself, hey, bro.
1: That's, that was revolutionary at the time, probably, to have the F word in one of your show titles. That's crazy. Hey,
0: we did that for podcasts, we did. too. The very first... Oh, our, the title of the whole thing has the in it. I almost <laughs> yeah, what's forgot. What's title of our
1: show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week to talk about Toodle Fucking you, Toodle Fucking Ew? What am I saying? Yeah. Right, and, we have to stop.
0: And Toodle Fucking oo to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, write us, tweet at us, uh, go fuck yourself, and uh, enjoy your week. You said it. Bye.